Hello, and uh, welcome back to the Politics Unbox podcast. My name is Reese, and today we are going to be focusing on America, but not on the election. We're going to be focusing on something else that's been going on across the pond, which the effects of which, rather, will definitely outlast this election. Um, And that is, of course, the nomination and now confirmation of the newest Supreme Court Justice, Justice Amy Coney Barrett. So, without any further ado, let's jump straight into what is episode two of the Supreme Court Developments segment of the Politics Unboxed podcast. So yes, let's uh, have a good look at what has been happening across the pond because the Senate a couple of days ago voted 52 to 48 to confirm the nomination of Judge, now Justice, Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court, making this Donald Trump's third confirmed Supreme Court nominee, joining Neil Gorsuch, who was confirmed in 2017, following the death of Antonin Scalia the year before. Um, Brett Kavanaugh confirmed in 2018 after the retirement of long-standing swing justice uh, Anthony Kennedy. And now, of course, Amy Coney Barrett following the, uh, well, the, the shock death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, people didn't really see it coming at, at this time, but um, well, things have happened now, and ACB is replacing RBG on the court. So why why is this important? Um, well, it's let's have a look back at when Ruth Bader Ginsburg was confirmed to the Supreme Court. Because times have changed since then in terms of the partisanship. We are now in a period of what is being labelled hyper-partisanship. And we have been for for quite a while where people are um, far more polarised and far less inclined to work with people who could well be their uh, political opponents. When Ruth Bader Ginsburg was confirmed to the court in 1993, I believe, her Senate confirmation went along the following vote. 96 in favour, 3 not in favour, 1 abstention. Amy Coney Barrett um, was confirmed by a 52 to 48 split. Now, 52 to 48 is not 96 to 3. Um, when RBG was confirmed, there was bipartisan consensus around it. This one feels like it's um, like it's been rushed. And in the words of Joe Biden, it's it's rushed and unconstitutional. Now, I, I, I don't think it will be ruled unconstitutional because there is nothing that says the president has to, or the, the Senate can't, confirm a nominee in the last year of a term, it's it's sort of been a convention. 
Uh, I say sort of because there are exceptions to it, as Mitch McConnell, the um, very clearly very clever uh, Senate Majority Leader, will uh, will be sure to point out. Um, but ACB fifty-two to forty-eight, all of the people who voted for her were Republicans, and uh, only one Republican, Susan Collins of Maine crossed the floor to vote with the Democrats, although, um, by the way President Trump tweeted, it's pretty much like she's been thrown out of the Republican Party. So why why will this matter um, potentially more than the election? Well, the President can only serve two four-year terms maximum. So if your preferred candidate fails to win... The other person is only in for four years before they can get thrown out. Or the Constitution tells them they can't run again in the case of Donald Trump, who's coming to the election as the incumbent president. Um, Supreme Court justices, however, have no such renomination or re-election dates. Um, a Supreme Court justice serves for life unless they choose to retire. Um, on the uh, essential contract of good behaviour. There is an impeachment process, and I will get to it in just a bit, but um, essentially a Supreme Court justice will sit on the court until they either leave it or leave it in a coffin. Um, And so the impacts of Amy Coney Barrett, who is in her early 40s, I believe, uh, joining the Supreme Court, the ramifications could be felt for decades. Um, Easily one or two generations. Um, Amy Coney Barrett is young for a Supreme Court Justice. I don't believe she's the youngest ever, but she's certainly in the running for that title. Um, And she has a lot of years ahead of her on the court. Whatever decisions she makes, she'll be making decisions for up to 40 or 50 years, probably. Uh, As life expectancy continues to go up, justices will be living longer and longer, which um, will, will not be a tonic to US liberals. Now, In terms of the Liberal-Conservative balance of the court, this would put the balance 6-3 to the Conservatives. So the Justices, um, nominated and confirmed under Republican presidents, would be the Chief Justice, John Roberts, the Senior Associate Justice, Clarence Thomas, um, obviously Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and... Amy Coney Barrett. Um, And who is the last justice confirmed by a Republican? I cannot remember. Uh, There is one more. I will double-check and get back to you. But then the the three liberal justices would be um, Stephen Breyer, or Breyer, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, Um, Elena Kagan, and Sonia Sotomayor. 
So a 6-3 split. It's the most conservative um, Supreme Court since, I think, the 50s, uh, which is a long way back. Um, and there is there is plenty to to unpack in that particular comparison. There are lots of comparisons that can be made between the 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 way we might be looking backwards um is Samuel Alito who is the justice confirmed by George W Bush who is the sixth conservative justice who did a disservice to by um by not yes well by <laughs> by not remembering he was on the tip of my tongue the tip of my tongue so this 6-3 court stacks it in a Republican's favour in a completely constitutional way. Um, there is nothing that says Republican presidents and Republican senates can't confirm their preferred nominees. Um, but then again, it would also be against uh, the meanings of what a senator should do to not try and dissent to that if you're a Democratic senator trying to stop a Republican nominee. Um, this 6-3 court could do some, well, could create some major rulings. In the next couple of months, we are probably going to see, uh, in fact, we are definitely going to see, it's already on the Supreme Court's books, a challenge in some shape or form, not quite sure how it's going to play out, to the Affordable Care Act, which is Obamacare, and some of the healthcare provisions within that. We also expect some form of legal challenge to the um well, to the election, to be brutally honest. Um there will be probably something that happens. It it may well end up um that there are contested results in states perhaps even across multiple states. But um, it will have to be something that is looked into very, very closely, and there will probably be a Supreme Court challenge. So this 6-3 Conservative Court would push the balance of the way an election might be looked at into the Republicans' favour. Um, not, not because of the way they would vote on party preferences, but because Republicans would be more inclined to use the arguments made by George W. Bush in the twen uh, in the two thousand election, and that argument won, um, and it was a more ideologically conservative argument. And having a six-three conservative court would probably push it towards that uh, movement. So, if if this is going to have such a long-lasting impact. Surely, if the Democrats win in November, they can do something, right? Well, yes. Y yes, they can. But it would be one of two nuclear options. And it would probably irrevocably change the way in which the American people and American politicians think about and discuss 
the Supreme Court. It's it's one of two things. The first one has been talked about very often uh, in the last couple of weeks and months, and that is to do a process known as packing the court. Now, packing the court would mean adding um, new liberally ideological justices to the Supreme Court to try and either make it 6-5, 6 all, or 7-6 to the Liberals. Um, and let me start by saying this is completely constitutional. Whilst the Constitution says that there should be a Supreme Court, there is absolutely no specification on how many justices should sit on the Supreme Court. Um, the Supreme Court started off as a six-person court, and at its at its zenith, it had ten. That was after FDR made a number of appointments to try and pack the court in favour of his New Deal policies, which were being struck down in the 30s. So in the 40s, he just appointed more justices, which he was entitled to do, and the Senate confirmed them. So the most we've ever had, or the most the US has ever had, was ten. It could go up. It could go up. I feel like a 6-4 court wouldn't be very helpful to the Democrats anyway. A 6-5 would be much more helpful, so you have like a swing justice. It would probably be John Roberts, the Chief Justice. Very interesting to have a... Well... Chief Justice swing voter. But it could be it could be interesting, seeing Roberts voting on both sides of ideological divides. Um... But that's packing the court, and it's been discussed a lot. Joe Biden has had no real opinion on it. We think he's probably in favour of it, um, but we'd have to wait and see. The other option is perhaps worse in terms of its political ramifications, and that is to impeach Amy Coney Barrett or Brett Kavanaugh, or um, Neil Gorsuch, or anyone like that. Now, we know that the Democrats have already gone through one impeachment process on the president, so it's not too outlandish to think they might try and uh, impeach Amy Coney Barrett, or one of her colleagues. The thing is, it's um very, very rare. Uh, impeachment articles have only ever been filed against one Supreme Court justice, and that was in the uh, either late 1700s or early 1800s. Um, it it just it just doesn't happen. That's it's not it's not a thing that happens supreme court justices do not get impeached that that's just a fact except they can because there is a process by which supreme court justices can get impeached and they can be removed from office with um a two-thirds vote from the senate now that is very unlikely to happen but could 
if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that sometimes unlikely doesn't mean impossible. In fact, a lot of the time, unlikely doesn't mean impossible. Um, it could happen. I think it's far from likely. But it would irrevocably change the way that um, Supreme Court justices are seen. They would be even more politicised than they already are. It's it's already a common conception that um, justices are politicians in judges' robes. If impeachment of justices happens from the Democrats, it will happen from the Republicans when they get back in control of the Senate, because at some point, they will. Um, And exactly the same way in which if the Democrats pack the court one way, then when the Republicans get back in control, they'll just pack the court the other way. It's just the way things go. The back and forth, tit and tat of American politics will not stop until there is a new constitutional settlement over the federal judiciary. And I feel like that's an approach to which some people are now coming. What we do know is that Amy Coney Barrett is now the ninth Supreme Court Justice in America. Um, Some of her views have been questioned by some people, but I hope, as I think everyone does, that her impartiality as a Supreme Court Justice will be upheld, and that her opinions will be remembered on the right side of US Supreme Court history. That is all the time we have for today on the Politics Sandbox podcast. Well, I want to thank you very much for listening. Uh, I hope to see you around again soon for the next episode of the podcast. And until then, goodbye. Thank you.